0: I don't know about you, but I have thoroughly enjoyed this program. I I tell you, these sisters have still got it. <laughs> still got it. Thank you for the good music, the trio, and the sweet introduction. Gloria, Betty, and of course Barbara. I can call them that, because as uh, the saying goes, we go back a long way, long way. And uh, you will understand when I say that I'm tempted to deal in nostalgia, but it's one o'clock and we don't have time for that. <laughs> we don't have time for that. But, but, but give me just a moment to say that Clara and I are happy to be back home. Be back home. Where's my wife? Yeah, she's where she usually is. Stand up, Clara. That's right, Elder, help her to stand up. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for her. And uh, she's the one that made the decision, Las Vegas. All right, sit down. Don't say anything. Uh, All yeah. Yeah, right. We'll talk after church. We'll talk at lunch, Clara. All right. We'll talk at lunch. But uh, it's her decision to come here. That's another story we'll tell later on. And that has led to a chain of wonderful events, not only my nine years of leadership here at this wonderful church, but what some of you don't know is that uh, Pastor Madden and his family wouldn't be here if Clara hadn't led me here, along with the Holy Ghost and the urgings of Gloria, our realtor because of his eye, who urged the conference to go up in Montreal and bring him here. Since he's telling secrets, I'll tell that secret too. And his success is very dear to my heart. I hope you'll continue to cooperate with your pastor. Yeah, he and I, we walk together about once a week and uh, we're out amongst the grass and the birds and fishing balls out of the water but uh, we're we're, we're friends and he tells me of the progress of the church he told me we're going to lay down tile and take up the rug I said go ahead brother and he's telling me about the community work and the community choir I just think that's wonderful aren't you glad to have a hard working pastor like this And a loving man. You just got to love him and his wife and family. They're just loving people. You take good care of them and they'll take good care of you. Do you know when his birthday is? All right. You know what to do? All right. Don't have me come back here and fuss now. I come to you today as a shepherd without sheep. After all these years and I get a little jealous when I see shepherds functioning amongst the flock but uh, after 60 years maybe I ought to be satisfied uh, and I want to recognize the Grays from my latest congregation in Phoenix brother and sister Gray this is a wonderful family you're going to be happy you got all three children in school already all right good take care of them folks. they're deaconess and deacon from down in beacon light where we most recently pastored and i know that they're going to enjoy fellowship here i praise the lord for what dr white and the other leaders of the school are doing and just for the general direction and the progress of abundant life my wife and i pray every day I don't think there's a single day that we don't call the name Abundant Life and your pastor and your people. So keep up the good work and thanks for inviting me, Loretta, and committee, to speak for Old Folks Day. <laughs> I noticed nobody invited me for youth day anymore. <laughs> but now they invited me for old people's day and It's all right any way to get back is great I've decided that for our scripture and I should say in plural scriptures I would like to read the following and if you turn with me first of all to the book of Genesis help me to lay the foundation for the comments that will follow genesis chapter 15 genesis chapter 15 verse 15 the Bible reads now as for you you shall go to your fathers in peace you shall be buried in good old age then I want you to read another scripture as we lay the foundation and this is in the book of judges I want you to read chapter 8 and I want you to notice something else that God says verse 32 now Gideon the son of Joash died at a good old age and was buried in the tomb of Joash his father and one more verse in this trilogy of scriptures this time it's first chronicles chapter 29 i want you to notice what the bible has to say beginning at verse 26 thus david the son of jesse reigned over all israel and the period that he reigned over israel was 40 years seven years he reigned in hebron and 33 years he reigned in jerusalem so he died in a what good old age age. my subject is the blessings of a long life or what's so good about old age let us pray our father in heaven we open the word with a desire to be blessed depending upon your promises through the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus name amen now these scriptures that we have just read come across with some sober questions in each of these three verses God is promising And there are other places similar to this in the Bible that he's going to bless these servants with good old age. But the question that I want us to think about today, Wilena, you're not quite there yet, you're coming. But the question, Lawrence, you're there as I am the question is what's so good about old age what's so good for the Cox what's so good about old age what's so good about having all those prescription bottles <laughs> lined up on your table or on your shelf and what's so good? The Bible calls it good old age, but what's so good? About not, about not hearing as well as you used to, O.C. Or about not seeing as well as you used to, Sister Zeba. See, I know all of you, most of you, some of you. But what's so good about your joints stiffening up and your energies running down and your organs wearing out and your friends dying off and your time running short? (laughs) How in the world is the Bible gonna call it good old age? What's so good about getting old? in a society that glorifies youthful looks and energy in ads on billboards and television and that sells lotions to shrink the wrinkles and braces to pull up the sagging parts what's so good about old age, Troy? That's my question. What's so good about old age? Most people want to live a long time, Loretta, but they just don't want to get old. (laughs) But the Bible says, believe it or not, that there are some good considerations in old age, and I'd like to mention a few. On this VIP day the first one well before we get there let's identify old age what what are we talking about exactly what is old age and there are two ways to look at it namesake two ways to look at it the first is the subjective view or what people think old age is Statistics tell us that young people between 18 and 29 think old age begins at age 60, Sister Muldrow. Middle age people between 30 and 55 will tell you if you do an interview that old age begins at 70. And people 56 years and older say old age begins at 80. In other words, old age or whatever is ahead of you somewhere. <laughs> but the average way people think about it, Sister Evans, the average is that you are old when you reach 68. That's what people think. That when you get to be 68, you cross the line and you're now in the zone of old age but there's another way to define old age everybody and that is the objective way or the way that insurance companies and 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 states the Union of the US and the way the government itself defines old age AARP says that you are old when you reach 65. Now they will break it back and let you in even when you're 50 because they want money. (laughs) So they let you join earlier. But officially they say 65. And the different states in the union have different dates. Not every state is the same. In the state of Nevada, Catholic charities will begin to help old people at age 60 and the seniors in our state can get assistance from Nevada at age 60 and the United States government says that they will give us our benefits when we reach 65 and recently they've shifted it up to 67 but it's safe to say that when you cross your middle sixties, you have earned the title of old. No matter what they call you, senior citizens, aging adults, golden oldie, superannuated, chronologically blessed, Or, as Sister Sinclair taught us, VIP, you're old. (laughs) I'm old. But the question is, what's so good about getting there and about being there? And here's where I want to go. Number one, when God says that I'm going to give you good old age, I believe that he is dealing from the philosophy brought to view in the book of Psalms. And I want to read Psalm 90 and verse 10. David speaking. The days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they are 80 years... Yet their boast is only labor and sorrow for it is soon cut off and we fly away. You see, when God created Adam and Eve, he gave them conditional immortality. If they had obeyed and walked with the Lord, they would have lived forever. But sin interrupted And Adam lived to be 930 and after about 1,600 years plus the flood came and Noah lived to be 650. You see longevity is dropping and by the time of David when he wrote this verse here in Psalm 90, longevity had shrunk down to about 70. In fact, David said, It's three score years, a score being 20, three score being 60, and 10 being 70. And that's exactly the year he died at age 70. And 600 years later or so, Jesus was born, and longevity had been shrinking from the garden until the time that Jesus was born, 4,000 years later. The average longevity was in the 30s. We think of Jesus dying a young man and he was young compared to what we're living now. But for his age, that was about it. Sin had so debauched and deteriorated the human mind and science was so void in the land that people had no sense or no inclination toward prevention as well as cure and the race was at low ebb when Jesus came and it stayed that way for the next centuries the first, second, third centuries after his birth and in fact even during the dark ages from 538 to 1798 to 1260 years of papal persecution as we call it longevity was still in the 30s but Daniel had said in the 12th chapter the fourth verse of his book that in the time of the end knowledge shall be increased and it was so that about as the same time that the Seventh-day Adventist Church was coming into existence in the middle 1800s dramatic changes were being made in sanitation in hospital care in physicians procedures in disease prevention and control and a little later on in 1928 penicillin was developed and in 1948 water fluoridation was begun in 1953 polio was conquered and all along, scientists and physicians were working to curtail infant mortality so that by 1850, longevity was still 38. If you lived to be 38, you had the average lifestyle. In 1900, the longevity was 47 years of age. 1900. Just 113 years ago. In 1950, and a lot of us were born then, longevity was 68. And in the year 2000, longevity, according to the census reports, for Americans was 74. If you live to be 74, you got the average. course it varies for men and women and from black to white because women outlive men by a few years and blacks do not live quite as long as whites for various reasons we don't have time to explore but that is the average so that now 78 is it and if you are there or anywhere near there you have lived a wonderful Life of calendar existence, and if you are 69 years and older, even though you're not 78 as yet, you've outlived most people in an age where we are living longer. In fact, if you are 65 today, you are 7% of the population. That means you have lived longer than 93% in the country if you're 65 what's so good about old age let me tell you if you are 75 you represent 4% only 4% of the population has reached age 75 and if you are 75 and older you have outlived 96% or you've lived longer than 96% of the people in the country. And if you're 85 and older, you represent 2% of the population, which means that you've lived longer than 98% of the people walking around. And if you are 90, you have outlived lived everybody else. (laughs) In fact, if you are 95, let me get this straight for you, if you are 95, you represent 0.12% of the population which means if you're 95, you've outlived 99.88% of the people in the country. And if you are 100, your percentage is so small they they can't even find it. (laughs) Well, you outlive everybody but yourself and a few, few other people. So as we go through these stages, I say that's good. That's good. I was on the golf course a few years ago and happened to have a few good drives, and some young fellows in their 30s said, Mister, how old are you? (laughs) I said, I'm 75. And one of them said, Wow, 75? And you swing a golf club? I hope I can be out here swinging like that when I'm 75. And the other one said, swing a golf club. I hope I'm alive when I'm 75. <laughs> we may not walk as fast or jump as high as high or get up out of our chairs as quickly. We may have less hair and less dare. Our bodies may sag and our steps may drag, but the point is we are alive, we're here, and short breath is better than no breath. And life is a gift that only God can give and our hearts are still beating. They've taken a licking and kept on ticking and that's what's so good about old age. The second thing that's so good about old age as far as I'm concerned is also surfaced in our chapter here psalm chapter 9 division 90 rather which reads beginning at verse 7 for we are consumed by your anger and by your wrath are we terrified or troubled the old king james you have set our iniquities before you our secret sins in the light of your countenance for all our days are passed away in your wrath all our days are passed away in the wrath of god no matter what age you are in, in which you may find yourself, you're going to have problems. Some folks think all oh, the problems are in old age. But I'm here to tell you, in fact, what's so good about being a baby? You can't walk. You can't talk. Running around with loaded diapers. sticking up the place. What's so good? Somebody got to pick you up and carry you around. What's so good about, and what's so good about being a child? Proverbs says that foolishness, Proverbs 22, 15, foolishness is wrapped up in the heart of a child. As silly as they can be. And they don't want to be a child themselves. You ask them how old they are, three and a half. Six, but I'll be seven next week. (laughs) They never tell you what they are. They're always trying to get out of it. And what's so good about being a teenager, especially in this day and age? With all the peer pressure. Running from bullies at the school and bullets on the playground. And if you're black and a young male teenager being profiled wherever you go and put into jail and locked up whether you're guilty or not. What's so good about getting a little older and trying to find thirty thousand dollars to go to college? And what's so good about finishing college and being eighty and a hundred thousand dollars in debt? Every stage has its problems. We spend our days in God's wrath, and every period of life has its challenges. What's so good about getting married? Well, there are some good things, you know <laughs> but but what's so good what's so good What's so good about trying to pay the mortgage and buy a car and and having babies and keeping the refrigerator full and working two jobs and Get notices, if you don't pay up, we're going to come repossess the. What's so good about all that? And what's so good about being a single parent? And what's so good about being single, period? <laughs> what's so good later on in middle age when your children want the car and you, you don't... <laughs> you're scared to death and you're sitting up at night praying that they won't come home pregnant? May I be real? Sitting up praying, Lord, help my daughter to come back all right and help my son to come back without being a father before being a husband. What I'm trying to say is that we spend all our days every stage of life under the curse and there is no perfect age or stage but the fact is the fact is you and i and i'm talking to my vip fellows citizens here today i am happy to say that i for one I don't know how about you, but I'm glad I am passed through all those stages. Not only have I survived the car wrecks and the plane wrecks and the stray bullets and the cancers and the, the Lyme disease I had that almost took me out. I've I not only survived all the, the muggings and the robberies and, and all the diseases that vied for entrance into my system, not only have my white blood, does my white blood count stayed up high enough so that my soldiers were there to resist and I can live, but I don't have to worry about all this foolishness that I had to go through and help somehow survive at every stage, and now I can pat my great-grandchildren and say, mm, God bless you, here's a dollar, and I'm gone. <laughs> That's what's so good about old age. You know what I found out? When God stopped you from having babies, he was telling you, well, I can't say leave them alone, but he was telling you it's time to do something else. I'm glad I passed through those stages and I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. I can see and I can hear and I can walk And as the old folks say, I can sit up and take nourishment. And that's what's so good about old age. What's so good about old age? Number three, old age I take as the gift of more. And what do I mean by that, the gift of more? Well, in the first place, old age brings you more wisdom now young folk don't understand that and we've all been young so i'm talking to myself you know we all thought we knew but listen to job 12:12. wisdom is with aged men and women and with length of days understanding what's so good about old age you see farther than you ever saw before. Old age puts you up on a promenade or a pedestal where you can look out over the landscape and, and, and you have wisdom because you've been there, been there, done that, been burned, been hurt, been broken, but also been blessed. And now, in my old age, if they just listen, Maybe they could avoid some of the same mistakes we made. Yeah. What's so good about old age? About this more—the blessing of more. Oh, in old age you have more money. Oh, I'm worth more now than I ever was worth. Oh yeah, I'm houses paid for. You know, don't owe anything on the cars. A loaf of bread will last a week, praise the Lord. Oh, yes, praise the Lord. And I'm not too proud to go down to the 99-cent store. And I've seen some of you all in there, too. I need you down there. Oh, I'll never be rich. Never be rich. And, and you know, (laughs) David... David prayed in, in, in Psalm in, in, it was uh, Solomon who prayed in Proverbs 38 and 9. He said, "Lord, he was praying about his old age. He, he, David and Solomon often prayed about their old age, and one of his prayers was, "I don't want to be rich and I don't want to be poor." And I'm at that stage in life where I tell the Lord that. Lord, I know I'm not going to be rich. I'm not even praying. But Lord, I don't want to be poor. Just help me to hold on. But you know, people solicit old folk for money more than they do younger ages. Because older people, as a rule, no, not everybody, but as a rule, if you've planned well and you have your retirement, hmm plus a little social security, yeah. you can make it. Yeah. I'm here to testify. Yeah. And my wife said, Calvin, I want a little ice cream. We're coming up,
1: yeah. right on
0: out the store. Don't ask any question, don't have to count any pennies. Yeah. I know we can afford it. Yeah. What's so good about old age? Old age, you don't worry about the latest cars. These cars pass, people say, what kind of car is that? I don't know and I don't care all I want is that old car I got to keep on chunking along I am over the new car itch and I got suits in my closet that I've had for 20, 30 years And every once in a while I pull them out Because I don't care Well I do care a little but, but, but I'm not possessed and obsessed with, with trying to keep up with the latest urge I saw something on TV the other day That said buy one get three free My wife said aren't you going to get them I said no They're no good anyway if they're that cheap <laughs> Buy one get three free You know that's no good But in this gift of more. I'm glad to be a part of old age. Because old age brings you more respect. Not only more wisdom. Not only more material blessings. If you're careful. But old age will bring you more respect. Did you read over in Leviticus. Chapter 19. And verse 32 what the Holy Word of God has to say? You shall rise before the gray-headed and honor the presence of an old man. Now, not everybody will respect the hoary head. Some of these crazy people out here will run over you. They'll mug you and ride In fact, they, they prey on old people. I get more telephone calls since I turned 80 and I'm now 83 but I get more telephone calls with people trying to milk a dime yes. Yes. everybody seems like got a scheme in fact he even had a call one day from uh, from Europe man said this is so-and-so gave his name he says uh, no, he said. Yeah, he said, "I am David, your grandson. Now, one of my uh, four grandsons is named David. I am David. This is David, Grandpa, and I'm in jail here. somewhere in Italy. I'm in jail, and I need you to send me two thousand dollars right away and get me out of jail. And and, and for a little moment, my heart leaped because David is a good boy. D- David is one of my favorites." I said, "Oh no, David! I gotta help him." Then someone said, "You know that's a hoax." So I said, "Well, David, uh, tell me, what's your mama's name?" And and he began to answer some questions fairly well, but I could tell he was shaky, you know. So I consulted with the boss, and she said, "Calvin, leave that alone." It's just just somebody else trying to get some money. And and every day in the mail, every day, every day. But you know what? When I get a phone call and it says unavailable, I don't even answer. So if any of you got unavailable, don't call me. (laughs) Unavailable is always somebody with a scheme, just about. Some folk don't respect, but they try to prey on old folk. But... A lot of people will give you respect. I used to take off my shoes every time I went through that object there at the airport. Had to make sure it didn't, you know, my socks okay, but get there and go through the machine. But then I found out when you get to be 75, you don't have to take your shoes off anymore. <laughs> and I just walk right on through. <laughs> and, the, and what I really like is when they stop me. And say, what about you? I say, I meet the test. You're 75? Yes. And just keep on going. (laughs) And you can even get to the head of the line. You don't have to wait with everybody else. Not on Southwest, and that's my airline. (laughs) You can be pre boarded, even if you're healthy. You don't have to go out and get in a wheelchair. You can have a senior citizen benefit. And you can get them at 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 restaurants, and you can get them. I I, I love I love sports, yeah. And and I I went to the uh, with the jazz here today. He and I used to go once in a while, but. I went down to the basketball league, the summer league where the rookies play a few weeks ago and everybody was standing in line buying tickets for 30, $40. And what to the line, the lady said $30. I said, no, ma'am, I am a senior. <laughs> oh, sorry, sir, $12 for you. <laughs> I just love it, just love it, just love it. But it's not only more wisdom and more material benefits and more respect it's also more freedom I love being old aged for all the reasons I've given you but in addition I love it because I have more freedom I got freedom now I can travel I can do my hobbies I can do my studies and Ellen White says that old people should be about the business of having more time to serve the lord let me read you here testimonies volume 2 page 330 for what do older persons live but to care for the young and the helpless so you got more freedom but it's not all freedom to feed your own egos and your own wants and desires it's freedom to help others god has committed to us who are older and have experienced and he will call us to account if our duties in this direction are neglected. Praise God. As an older person, we have time to volunteer. Volunteer at the hospital. Volunteer at the community. Volunteer at Abundant Life Christian Academy. Yes. The wonderful part about it is that Our service for God, Uh, abundant life, VIPs, our service for God can continue to the very end of life. In fact, listen to what Ellen White says in Acts of the Apostles, page 572. The history of John, talking about the beloved disciple, affords a striking illustration in the way in which God can use aged workers. Got it? When John was exiled to the Isle of Patmos, there were many who thought him to be past service an old broken down reed ready to fall at any time. But the Lord saw fit to use him still. Though banished from the scenes of his former labor, he did not cease to bear witness to the truth. Even in Patmos he made friends and converts. His was a message of joy. And now let me stop there. Old folk ought to be Joyful. I I, I enjoyed the children's story and all the business about teaching them to smile but I found out that two people I I don't trust. That's somebody who never smiles and somebody that's smiling all the time. (laughs) Deliver me for people smiling for nothing (laughs) all the time. But old folk ought to be joyous The worst person in the world is a grumpy old soul get old but don't get grumpy I we had all the Cleveland here for that revival in uh, 207 his last evangelistic endeavor and I rode him around every day took him down to the Orleans and places to eat and, uh, and all day the old man was whistling and he was singing. I just said, it's nice to be around happy old people. John was joyous, proclaiming a risen Savior who was on high and interceding for his people. And listen to this listen to this. And it was after John had grown old in service of his Lord that he received more communications from heaven than he had received during all the former years of his life. Did you get that? When he got old, he received more information and insights to the beauty of God, to the righteousness of Christ than he had received in all of his prior experience. Now, of course, there are three stages to old age. There is what is called young old, and that's 65 to 74, and middle old, that's 75 to 84, and old old, That's 85 on down to the end. Now 65 to 74, that's afternoon. And 75 to 84, that's evening. And 85 on, you're walking in the night. You're walking in the night. But listen to what Ellen White says. The afternoon sun, and this is Second Selected Messages, page 221. The afternoon sun of life may be more mellow. Oh, this is so nice. Listen to this. It helps the old man every time I read it. And I've shared it with others my age. The afternoon sun of life may be more mellow and productive of fruit than the morning sun. It may continue to increase in size and brightness until it drops behind the western hills. That's the way it was with so many in the Word of God. My final biblical illustration. And I'm conscious of when we got started, but let let, let me do this for you. The book of Joshua chapter 13 and Joshua chapter 14. Let me show you how it works. Just because you're going through young old age or middle old age and even old old age doesn't mean you have to sit down and wait for death. God can use you in many, many ways. In chapter 13 of Joshua now Joshua was old, advanced in years, and the Lord said to him, you are old. Now anytime the Lord said, brother, you old. Shouldn't be any, 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 shouldn't be any controversy left, right? The Lord said, Joshua, you old, but look at what he said there is much land to be possessed and then the rest of the chapter goes on to say look old man I got a job for you I want you to go and settle all the tribes in the land and he was 80 years of age and if that doesn't grab you look at the next chapter chapter 14 and I want you to read with me beginning at verse 6 the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kinezite, said to him, You know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. They were spies together, remember? All right. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh to Barnea to spy out on the land and brought back word to him as it was in my heart. You remember us. Now, Joshua was the leader, an old man, but he was leading. And, and Caleb was the same age. They were, the, they were twins in service. And, and Caleb appeals to Joshua, who's been promoted to the leadership. And then he goes on to say in verse 11, As yet I am as strong in this day, as yet I am as strong this day, as on the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, now, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and coming in. Now, that's hard to believe. That he was as strong at 80 as he was at 40. That's what he's saying. And maybe he's using a little hyperbole, a little imagination. But the point I want you to get is not that. What I want you to see is what he said. Now, therefore, verse 12, give me this mountain. Oh, yes. He wanted to get that next conquest. And he's saying, look, Joshua, you know me. We've been through it. And I'm 80, and I'm not through yet. And I want your permission. Give me, therefore, this mountain. Of which the lord spake in that day i'm going to go conquer that mountain i'm going to drive out the heathen and fortify the city give me that give me this mountain and i want to say to all of you who are in any stage of old age don't quit Go ahead, tell God what you want. Have your dreams and keep on going and keep on climbing your mountains and ask God as long as you can think, as long as you can walk and talk. Lord, help me to be useful. Give me this mountain. I had a mother like that. Some of you heard her preach here a couple of times. That was was her thing. She was undaunted. 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 And at 96, when she, just before she died, she said, Calvin, if I hadn't gotten this cancer, I, I think I'd have lived to pass 100. And I said to myself and to her, I know that's right. <laughs> she went to Pepperdine and got her master's in musicology at 71. At 71, she had to give concerts, vocal concerts, at 71. And wrote books in her 70s and 80s and early 90s writing poetry and books I I I love brother Caleb because he was undaunted and still ready to go to war but yet the time does come we have to face it when we get into that old old part of old age and I thought to myself as I was studying for today, I said, now, what in the world could be good when you're getting real old, Rene? When, when, when you're getting feeble old? When somebody's got to wait on you, clean you up? What, what, what? I, I, could, I figured out the rest of it, I think. But I got kind of I got slowed down at the end. What God says, I'll bring you to good old age, but what could be good about being feeble? Then I figured out, well, if you get so old that you're really feeble, if and 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 Alzheimer's dementia sets in, what's so good is that you're sick and you don't even know it. That's, that's nature's anesthesia. Nature got you so you don't even know it. It's somebody else's problem. And then I thought about it some more. I said, well, on the other hand, if you get real old and your body's worn out and you can't do this and can't do that, yeah, uh, and your mind is still good, that's good old age too because now your mind is clear as many people are some people are and you it's good because you've got time to get ready it's good because you can still think and you can pray you can pray for others and pray for yourself you can pray for forgiveness and pray God to bless his church and you can get your house in order Like the apostles and the prophets did in the Bible when they talk about Jacob and Joseph and all the others, they call their siblings, they call their children rather, around them and said, come, I want to talk to you. I'm getting ready to die. And we have to be realistic. That time comes unless the Lord comes soon. And we need to be making our wills. And Ellen White says, get your will. You won't die one day sooner. And, and what I'm seeing when people die these days is all the fussing and fighting with the children. All the acrimonious evils, stealing and lying and folk don't speak anymore. When you get old, folk, write it down and make sure everybody knows who's going to get what. And if you don't have anything, just say, I don't have anything, so love each other anyway. But most of all, we can in our old age, if our minds are still good and God help us to be there, I'd rather that consequence. Remember that there is a better day coming. Remember that before sin, there was no such thing as old. Remember that before sin, there were no calendars. There was no need to mark and remember beginnings and endings. Before sin, there was no cycle of life where you're born and go through young age and middle and all and finally get old and die. Before sin, there was just a flat linear line. There was a flat line of eternity where you couldn't see the beginning and you couldn't see the end. There was an inability to understand everlastingness because that's what God is and that's a category of a higher realm. But sin interrupted that flow that never-ending eternity. Sin caused a rupture in the process and a break in the line and an interruption in God's plan. But while sin interrupted God's plan for us, it did not destroy his love for us. Isaiah says in his book 9, 6 that he is the everlasting father. And the psalmist said, one oh three thirteen, like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that love him. And he sent his son Jesus. You remember that signal? He sent his son Jesus. <laughs> who was the creator God. And he came, he who is life everlasting, he was the fountain of all life. The very one who breathed into a lump of clay the breath of life. The very one who formed that lump of inanimate clay and breathed into him the breath of life. And that life has been going on ever since. The devil has tried to extinguish it. He got it down to the 30s in the time of Jesus. But he never quite snuffed out that life. That breath was so powerful that it's still producing throughout all our world. Throughout all this sphere. Jesus, the spark of life. He who spake, and it was done, and who commanded, and it stood fast. And wherever he walked, John said he was like a light. John said that he was like a light shining in darkness. And when he came, sickness could not stand in his presence, and death could not abide. Wherever he went, death had to leave. He cleaned out the hospitals and robbed all the graves, but the devil hated him because he was eternal life trying to tell us how to get back on the track. Yes. So Satan grabbed him. He had evil men to slay him. And on the cross of Calvary, they took the life of the giver of life. And they put him in Joseph's new tomb. But he rose. He didn't stay dead. Flesh that had not sinned would not sour. He swallowed death, but death could not swallow him. Death was ingested, but it never digested. He slept in death, but death could not sleep in him there was no molecular breakdown there was no putrefaction of the flesh and he rose victor over death And the final end that we must all face Unless Jesus comes back soon And he went back to heaven But when he went back He took a wave sheaf with him And he said, Father This is just an earnest, a down payment Of what I'm going to do when I go back And I'm going to call my children My faithful children from the grave And those which are alive and remain And Paul says we'll all be caught up Caught up to be with him. Magnetized. Caught up. We'll we'll be drawn up to the presence. And I'm glad Paul used the words or the term caught up. But we won't be caught up like we were cut down. We're going to be given the likeness of our Lord. Old age may put these wrinkles in our faces. Old age may take away our step and our vitality. And finally, for many, even the, 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 the mental capacity. But when we are anchored in Jesus, we remember there's a better day coming. And we're going to be caught up, not like we went down. We'll be caught up, but not broken up and blown up and beaten up. Not cut up and carved up. Not dinged up and drawn up and diced up. We'll be caught up, but not frozen up and frowned up and snarled up and gnarled up and sliced up and shot up and sawed up and mashed up and mauled up and motted up, matted up and torn up and tied up and twisted up. We'll be caught up, but not washed up and wasted up and wrinkled up and shriveled up with old age, but we'll be dressed up and fixed up. in the likeness of Christ and after 1,000 years of vacation with him in glory God's going to put this people, those who have loved and served him he's going to give us paradise restored and things are going to be just like they were before Adam broke the chain before sin interrupted and that will be when time shall be no more time is just hey folk time is just the period between the eternities eternity past and eternity future and when Jesus comes again as a result of what he did on Calvary time will be no more And when time is no more, eternity past will collapse with eternity future and that flat line of everlastingness will go on forever. And we'll live in a land without a pain or a strain or a tear or a tear or a moan or a groan. There will be no HIVs or EKGs, no tweezers and no seizures, no cold blues and no swine flus, no dental floss and no hearing loss. Not a groan, not a scratch or a patch, not a snarl nor a sniffle, an ill or a pill, no health shots and no blood clots, no abrasions and no contagions, no rheumatism and no embolism, no infections and no injections, no paralysis and no dialysis, no aching backs and no heart attacks, no anesthesia and no amnesia no handicap lines and no drugstore signs no pacemakers and no undertakers no terminal pains and no funeral trains only paradise without parasites and utopia without myopia and eternity with no infirmity, eternal tomorrow without pain and sorrow, and I plan to be there. How about you? I plan to be there. And when I am, I want to see my Jesus who made it possible. They asked him when he was here, they said, who do you think you are? Heed all these people. He said, I'm my father's son. Your father, are you greater than Abraham? He said, before Abraham was, I am. (laughs) He is the eternal father. And he's infusing us with his love. And he's challenging us to obedience. And he wants us to remember his promises. And whether you are young or old today, I want to ask you, if by God's grace, you are determined to make it in, whether he shall come a call, If he comes while we're alive praise God I hope he will but if I have to stand in line like everybody else the last 6,000 years I want to wake up and I want to look up and say lo this is my God and I don't want anything or anybody to interrupt that meeting how about you is that your desire if so would you stand with me now as we pray our Father in heaven we thank you for Jesus we thank you for his sweet promise. We thank you for the deliverance that he has brought to the human race. Especially, Lord, I give you today your aging population. I give you today the seniors among us, those who may be discouraged, those who may be left alone, those who may have been forgotten. Be with them, Lord. Give them courage. Help them to set their minds on a better day. Those who are having trouble with their children, those who have been disrespected, help them to realize that the love of God is sufficient no matter what anybody else says or does. Those who may be having financial problems supply their needs. And no matter what our challenge, Lord, I pray that you will help us to latch on more firmly now than ever in our lives. And may the younger generations benefit from our counsel, but most of all, may they benefit from our example of love and trust and gratitude and then come soon and save us in that land where we shall never grow old but only live with jesus and thank him for eternity for the salvation he has wrought for us in his name and for his sake let all the people say amen Amen. Amen. shall we be seated please If you want to make a call you may do so if you know to make a call for membership Amen. 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 And uh, as we have heard, the the Lord truly has a calling upon each and every one of our our lives. As the time is far spent, we have been touched. We have been moved. And we want to thank the